Agents Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources. Guess what? Follow a Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? Plug them right into Follow Up Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab code to see how Follow Up Boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab code. Lab Coat Nation. In this week's episode of the podcast, we are airing a conversation with Zach Faust that we had during a recent Social Genius virtual event. Zach has built an incredible following on TikTok using authentic video, and he was able to create a successful real estate business with this top of the funnel following. Also, it's not just TikTok. This is very duplicatable on Instagram, Facebook, or even YouTube. So tune in and learn something. What's up? <laughs> I mean, are. we were running out of nice things to say about you, dude. <laughs> we were heading <laughs> no, to the bad shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can approach very quickly. How are you? Uh, <laughs> good, man. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. Out here in Vegas for like three different things. So I'm running around with a just crazy, just nuts. You're but I'm Glenda. super excited to be here. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm speaking on stage with Glenda and Taya tomorrow. And I have an event we're doing at 2.30 Pacific here after this and then another one tonight. So just enjoying getting to connect with all these amazing people. Zach, awesome. are you, have you hired somebody to follow you around yet with a camera to create that live content? Yes, oh, actually, oh, we have. Um, how's and, that and going? Actually, well, we couldn't do it here uh, only because of the Elite Retreat. Uh, it's an exclusive event that couldn't get any media people outside of the Tom Ferry people in here. But overall, for things like blogs we've been doing, some internal stuff throughout the office we haven't released yet. It's looking really good, but we're trying to get more toward, you know, kind of the live day-to-day because that is something that more and more people we're seeing are enjoying. When did the opportunities for you start just coming from left and right? Was that recent or did it happen? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say probably, yeah, around around a year ago and when, when Clubhouse was getting rocking and rolling because I think Clubhouse was an amazing place where a lot of people who had been successful in a lot of different things all got to come together and, and connect. And, you know, you're able to find the, the people who were, were doing things like you that you just never would have met before and to be able to connect at such a scale that Clubhouse allowed for. Yeah, I'd say that's a really good pin on the map. Yeah. Mm, interesting. All right, Zach, let's officially get this going. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What area are you in and how long you've been in the business? Yeah. So I'm a realtor here in Delaware. If this was a live crowd, I'd say, you know, who's here from the 302? And no one would say anything. So uh, so, <laughs> so I'm from Delaware uh, and we have a team and brokerage out of Milford. Been a realtor now for five years as of this morning, five years today. Yeah. And that was all off the cusp of being in the military, Department of Corrections, bouncing around between law enforcement jobs, really didn't have any kind of scope as to what I want to do with my life. And then TikTok came along about two years into my career. And the wildest part is I was building a team. We had three people. We were doing okay. People knew who we were. All right. We were growing. We were just getting into our video kind of rhythm where people were starting to see our content out there. And thing happened where I ended up getting TikTok and deleting it twice. And it wasn't until the third time 
where I had shot a video for one of my friends and it went viral. And I was like, shit, that's my video. And I was joking. It was obviously his video. It's him, this is a girl getting engaged, but I shot it. But I was like, 60,000 views? Like, good, what, what is that? So I got on the TikTok. And even though I had been fired twice from my jobs before, demoted twice in the military, had two years of real estate under my belt and really need to keep grinding my face to the ground, make something happen with this. I didn't think the next step in my life was going to be making silly videos that are under 60 seconds. But it turns out that was the next step in our life. And it's grown immensely since themes up to now we have 23 uh, with staff and agents. We're going to do 100 million in sales this year. And from there, I mean, it's really just kind of growing as it goes. There are opportunities popping up left and right. It's about picking the right ones for myself and everyone else around me. And just looking forward to keep growing and surrounding myself with like-minded people like you gentlemen. When, when was this? When did you get on TikTok? So when, when, was, when was the first time and when was the third time? Gotcha. So the, the first time was November of 2018. That was a month after they had been acquired or they acquired Musical.ly. I had a friend of mine who was on Musical.ly. He said, hey, you know, this TikTok thing, you know, you already kind of do the video. Like this might be something to get on early. And I got on. I was like, this is stupid. Got off. Again, in February, he hit me with a same guy all three times. And, and then by the third time, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to keep it. And that was late April of the following year. So like 2019. So Coming up on the three-year anniversary. Who is this person? He's brilliant. <laughs> His name is Rob Vogel. He is brilliant. And he is a great mentor in my life. And he's a, a great spiritual counsel, as well as uh, just an amazing man and leader. And I respect and listen to what he says, uh, except when he tells me to download an app, apparently. But he's, uh, he's just somebody who's always speaking good words. And he's very good at um, being self-aware of others, being able to look at situations and being like, you know what? Jeff would be good at that. You know, he's just one of those guys. So he's like, TikTok would be your thing. And I was like, yeah, but it ended up working out. So I've paid for a few dinners for him since then. I like that, man. So I'm assuming right now through social media, recruiting has been a lot easier. Scalable. Yeah, I wouldn't say easier um, just because we are putting a lot of fucking work into the backside. I'm sorry, a lot of work into the backside of things to not just be, I won't put a name out there, just like big box, just like, hey, sign this. Okay, cool. You're not a realtor. Go do something. You know, we want a really good structured system. We are so big on our culture. So we did put out a scholarship, um, which was our first time openly recruiting. Uh, we always kind of recruited from, you know, the random DM comes in or I have a friend of mine who has a friend. We never openly recruited before and I was terrified. The first day we had 85 applications for our scholarship. So that was like, nuts and thankfully we were able to drive that all the way down to nine people and we hired all nine people paid for their schooling and now they're going through the schooling process a couple have already come out on the other side wow i like that man so tell me how people typically they watch your videos then they either approach you they want to become real estate agents or they want to buy real estate tell me how that's grown and how how you're able to convert man that's been the age-old question that continues to get answered I think what TikTok has made is a brand. I think that's what everyone gets when they grow on a social media platform, especially like TikTok with the virality is so crazy. And you're getting seen by, you know, anybody and everybody that the algorithm deems correct to see your content. You know, it's not like a storefront where I can determine, you know, okay, cool. If they walked in here, they're probably interested. Let me talk to them about my product. You know, it's random people. So it's been more of a branding battle for me personally. But then on the form of conversion, it's just been the occasional uppercut to the chin, the occasional right hook, as Gary Vaynerchuk would say. 
It's been the occasional, you know, real estate content, the occasional ask, the occasional, hey, I do have the ability to hook you up with anyone throughout the world. Let me give you, uh, let me refer you out to somebody. It's really been that. To say I have an on piece of paper strategy of, hey, I need to post this many times, this many ways, and then I need to ask in this way to land them on this landing page. I don't get too into that on TikTok. I focus more of my energy on that when it comes to my middle of funnel and bottom of funnel audiences, where I feel TikTok is definitely top of funnel. Nice. All right. That answered my question. I, I have a, I, you know, I, so when it comes to your strategy, you have mm -hmm. a very unique strategy when it comes to the driving in car, lots of energy, loud, in, out, yeah. in, out, <laughs> zooming in, right? So is that yep. like intentional? Was it accidental? Like, where does that come from? And tell us a little bit more about that. It was accidental at first. You know, when I first started TikTok, I was just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what stuck. And I felt like it was like uncooked spaghetti, nothing was sticking. So <laughs> I, I didn't really have any type of strategy. I was just a kid who downloaded an app. When it came time to see, okay, cool, we're growing, we're moving, then that's when more of the strategy creeped into it. And I know I didn't really answer your question super specifically because I'm trying to think of it as, I'm trying to think of it. Can you phrase the question a different well, way? Let me ask, let me ask a follow-up. Yeah. So, so okay. first of all, go check out and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You'll see these, these videos. And the reason I'm asking is, is, is twofold. One, they seem spur of the moment, like you have a thought and you got you. So you're asking, you're asking if in those spur of the moment videos, am I purposely doing those things to maintain the consistency of the brand? Yes. Yeah. But at the same exact time, it's natural. So I'm not trying to do anything that I wouldn't naturally already do, if that makes sense. So the zoom in, zoom out to me is like the visual version of sending an email. And then there's one sentence that's bolded. And then this one's underlined and it's like, okay, I really want some impact at this moment for one reason or another. Um, it could be entertaining impact, dramatic impact, stupid impact, whatever. And I've gotten better at my timing there, but that's, that's how I am. Like I talk with my hands, I, I move left and right. My energy's always up for the most part. So it's just kind of easy to be myself on there and people seem to like it. Not all of them. There's definitely people that absolutely hate it. It's the exact opposite of Glenda. And that's what I want to point out to the audience is that yeah. there's no, there's no one way to skin this cat. Nope. Me and Glenda, I I've, I've said it time and time before, and I'll say it again. Me and her are on opposite sides of the same scale. We're both doing the same thing, but just in completely different fashions. And I'm not saying I'm a 10, she's a 10, I'm a one, she's a one. It's more of a, just where do you fall on this scale? Yeah. Just be somewhere on it and consistently be on it. Because if I pulled up and started doing what Glenda did, or Glenda pulled up and started doing what I did, our audiences would be like, this isn't you. So that, that's a great way of putting it, though, that Glenda is 100% different. That is the analytical, tactical, get in, get out, bat shoot, professional camera, all real estate, while mine is, as you so clearly stated, the complete opposite. What are your niches? What have you identified as your pillars? Like, What do you go to mostly? The car videos are definitely a good one, but story times have always been something I've fallen back on. I've had an interesting come up in the real estate world and I don't talk about it too much outside of TikTok, really. My time in the military, Afghanistan, you know, in and out of prison as a correctional officer, not an inmate. But I like saying in and out of prison. It sounds good. Fun fact, I wrote the business plan for Law for Realty in section 23W of the Wilmington, Delaware prison. So that's a, always a funny little hook to a conversation. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it's it's definitely been a fun growth figuring out my style. And I think that's why so many people struggle in the video world is because they don't take the time to find their style and they try to adapt someone else's when they're nowhere near naturally being able to communicate the way that person communicates naturally. Well, Glenda said like she got pissed off because somebody tried to be her. And it's like, <laughs> go ahead and copy my stuff, but be oh, you yeah. in doing it. Yeah. And other realtors have copied what I do. And that, that's absolutely fine. If one person out of it finds their own little niche way of doing it from doing that, awesome. But you're right. 99 people will try to copy and paste and it just won't work. And they'll be like, oh, TikTok sucks. Well, no, you just didn't give it a right, the right <laughs> shot. <laughs> Zach, Christina has a question. She says, late bloomer yeah. here. Haven't posted a TikTok yet. Just realized TikTok has a business account. I'm assuming based on IG, that's what I want to do. Business accounts will allow you on TikTok to have more algorithmic features. And it also is a requirement if you're going into the world of TikTok ads, which I have not delved into. I'm not the person to talk to on that. But overall, I don't think it's too big of a deal. I think you can have a very standard account and do just as well. And it's absolutely zero difference. I compare it to like having a golf ball when you first start golfing. Most golfers want like Titleist and they want Nikes and Bridgestones. Well, if you're just getting started in golf, you can go get a noodle and have a great day and it's not going to affect your score at all. So once you get to the point of, you know, now every move that's being made is tactical and planned and strategized and scaled. That's when I start making the moves of those tiny little things like that. I wouldn't worry about that getting started. I would worry about that a hundred videos down the road when you started to figure out your niche. That's a great answer. And also if you go to the business route, they limit you as to what type of music you can use on your videos too, which kind of sucks. I've, I've heard that. Yeah. I, I got grandfathered in back before they did that. So I, I don't, I get to have business and both thankfully, Dude, but I love that. yeah. So I got grandfathered in and there's some weird thing. I'd like them to just verify, but you know, nice dude. <laughs> That's next. Do you have your own TikTok person? Come on. I'm trying to, but if anyone out there has got a TikTok guy in their back pocket, would love to, would love to smooth on them and buy them around a golf. <laughs> Dude, you, you should, you should talk to Glenda. That's who you need to yes. talk to. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Speaking yeah, of, you, you, you played golf in Vegas. Did you play with Bob West? I did not. I don't know That's who Bob West is. I love he has an EXP realtor out in Vegas. He's a good dude and he's a scratch golfer. He, he was a professional golfer. He's a hell of a guy. Oh, I play with Hank. Gotcha. And I'll play with Hank Cassie out here. It was a good time. The Vegas golf's fun. Ball flies off the driver. That's for sure. I saw that. I saw that post yesterday. Yeah. I was, I was like, I'll golf here every day. <laughs> Question uh, here from Lorenzo. And then we'll go to you, Jeff. Sorry. Do you No, that's what I was going to ask. Do you post the same video in all of the platforms or do you change it up? Usually, I will 100% redistribute content. Does it always mean it's a copy and paste of the same exact video? No. Is it sometimes? Yes. One thing I've said before, and anyone who's heard me talk about this before, I want to update. I always talk about, you know, or I always did talk about, don't worry about the TikTok logo. Now you have to worry about the TikTok logo when going other places. Instagram has already put out now that it will not show your video outside of your followers if you have the logo on there. So I just go to TickSaver, I think is what it's called. I download the video. And yes, I love to post that on my Instagram story. I love to post that on my Facebook story. I love to go through all the different places that host a short form vertical content organically and just post them there. Like for example, like all of my Facebook reels, anybody out there know what Facebook reels are? I hope you do because I've gotten a million views in a month off a platform that I had no, because here's the thing. When it comes to TikTok, first of all, 
I have my following on TikTok. I went to Clubhouse. No one on Clubhouse knew me from TikTok. I grew the following on tick, on on Clubhouse. Then we have Facebook uh, Facebook Reels, and now I've built following and videos on Facebook Reels. What I'm saying is, all three of these places we're doing this, we're doing things the right way, and we're just simply naturally growing there. Not one growing off the other. Because I got people to say that, like, oh, you did a lot of videos because you got a lot of followers. Well, it's not exactly how the forty page on TikTok works. But when it comes to repurposing the content, absolutely post it on Facebook and Instagram reels, post it on YouTube shorts, Facebook and Instagram stories, Twitter and LinkedIn have stories. YouTube has stories if you have enough subscribers, like any place where you can get more content in front of people, the better. Are you shooting the videos, which I know a lot of them you aren't because you're zooming in and out. And I know that's the thumb thing in, in TikTok, but are you shooting some of your videos? Instagram has it too. Correct. Reels. But yep. are you shooting it? Are you shooting some of your videos because you say you remove the logo, the, the watermark, mm -hmm. but are you shooting? Cause Tristan and I kind of are believers in shoot it on your phone, then upload it natively to each platform, edit it and then do whatever you got to do. You know what I mean? So do you do much I, of that? I have never shot a TikTok on my native camera unless it was a random video. I happened to shoot. And then I was like, Oh, this would be good for TikTok." I've never said I'm going to make a TikTok and open up my camera only because the natural features within the cameras are so good on both of them. And Instagram is great at copying and pasting everything else that everyone else is great at. So they have a very good camera as well. Go figure. They're coming out now with subscription style services for creators um, on Instagram as well. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. Just like, a, oh, I can't remember the subscription service name, but almost like a Twitch where you can have different levels of membership to support creators and in lieu of getting other things. Uh, Patreon is what it's called. But I love the TikTok and Instagram cameras. And both of them are very good. Instagram can be a little harder to download the video sometimes. Sometimes they'll try to mute your audio. I do have a couple hacks for that. So if you run into that problem and you want to know how to solve it, just DM me on IG. It's Zachary.loft on Instagram, by the way. If anyone has a question that they like don't want to ask now, or maybe they feel like there would be a bother or their question's too specific, just DM me. I'd love to chat with you all. We haven't had this question asked today. And, and I know the answer, but I'm going to let you answer it. Okay. Uh, so Katie asks about the, the music that you're using on TikTok, and it's obviously all licensed music. Is, is there, mm -hmm. is, should you be concerned when you're downloading that video to your phone and then repurposing it to other platforms with that licensed music? Yeah, and I've run into that a couple times. So I'll speak to music first. The music side of things is easy, is as long as when you download the TikTok and repost it to Reels, just have the sound that you used on TikTok. Use the sound. So what I do is I upload the song, the upload the video that has the song already in it. The song's already there. The audio is coming through. Then I'll go through, add a sound. I'll add the same exact song. So if it was Enter Sandman, I'll look up Enter Sandman. I'll say, I want to use Enter Sandman. And it'll start playing the music. And now obviously there's two songs going on. So I'll just mute the one organically in Instagram. But I did what Instagram wanted. I gave credit to the licensed artist. So that's what I do there. As far as sounds, I have run into that issue where I'll use a sound of somebody else's and then I can't credit them because I can't find them. Like I had a Facebook reel that went viral and it was uh, talking about uh, the Apple. Uh, some guy made a video about like the Apple's, the real estate market. Everyone tried to get the Apple. So I made my own version of it. And on the TikTok app, obviously it tags back and does all that. And on Instagram, I was able to tag him. Facebook, I couldn't find him. And so I have run into that issue, but it's, it's something that can be Fixed. And I think over the near future, as this is becoming more and more common to have licensed music, you know, how YouTube has just been always a stickler for it for years and Facebook has been a stickler for it for years. I think we'll see more platforms become open to it and 
probably get better systems around it. What are your preferred um, editing apps? There you go. So for short form, it's rare that it comes outside of the TikTok or Instagram apps. When it comes to text overlay with multiple clips. So if you're doing a video, and I might have just sound like a scientist to some people right now, <laughs> but if you if you are talking about a video where you're going to have a bunch of text come up on the screen, it's going to be time to the music, time to something you do, or it's educational and you want to hit it in a certain way, whatever it is. I like Instagram for that because it does have like this cool little feature where if you're trying to move the text left and right, trim it, it'll actually magnetize to the beginning or end of the clip. Really like that. On the TikTok end of things, I think it's easier to do everything else. So it really depends on what you're looking to do as to which one you shoot with. But I, I find myself using most of those, uh, both of those for the most part. And then when it comes to anything I need outside of that, if I need different captions, if I need really more precise trims or something like that, I'll do InShot. I-N-S-H-O-T. That is my go-to. Good question, Pam. And, and we mentioned this earlier too, only because Business Video School teaches this stuff. Filmora for desktop, they say, is the easiest. It's got the most uses and, and, and most features. And personally, and Video School does this, but I also use it. Viva Video is a great app for editing. I, I have used InShot as well before. That's a good app as well. Another question from Andrew, and he's asking for a friend. Andrew Harwood, asking for a friend. Teasing you, Andrew. Is it good or bad to have multiple Tic Tac accounts? Tic Tac. Oh, it's Tic Tac. Or that. Yeah. So between TikTok and TikTok and Instagram and anything else under the sun, stop making multiple accounts. Stop Andrew Harwood's friend. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right. It just doesn't make sense. If you are not in charge of something bigger than yourself or something that has a brand outside of you that you truly don't want your face associated with, then cool get your second profile. But until you have the leverage via other people's time to run another profile to scale yourself out farther, there's no point. Like for example, I've said this multiple times, two to three social medias at a time. Stop trying to be the jack of everything, two to three. And that goes for profiles too, because if you have a business profile and a personal profile, guess what? That's two. You have maybe one other left that you can focus your time on. So why would you focus all your time on this real estate professional page because all you're telling your consumer is that here's me and here's the version of me you're allowed to see this is private you can't see this this is me selling homes this is my personal life but for some reason i'm very against you seeing what i do with my family i'm very against you seeing what i like i'm very against you learning about who i am as a person so unless you want to buy a home go away yeah. that's what i read when someone else has that profile they are so cut off from sharing their personal life that's to me, not the person I would want to buy or sell a home with. Now, of course, there's a level of professionalism. And, and I know some of, some of the ladies out there are like, you know, I'll go to the beach and I'll be in bikini picture. And I don't want them a perfect, okay. Or I'm a dude and, you know, I like to drink beer and I don't, I don't want to be drunk. All okay, okay. Maybe you got to adjust the overall plan though. Maybe you got to adjust the overall arcing style of your content, not try and split your content into two or three different platforms. Yeah. And, and we've had a couple of questions kind of follow up to that. Yeah. Same, similar sure question about the, so we, we know this answer, like one account and share everything business and personal. In fact, it should be mostly authentic stuff, mostly passionate, your stuff, passion projects, and then sprinkle in the business. Cause that's not why people are there, but these other people, yeah. there's two questions here. Uh, Taylor asked and Aliyah asked, what if you have other ventures? So uh, Taylor or Aliyah, I'm sorry, has an account that is specific to real estate and personal. So she's doing that right. But then another one that focuses on horses because they have a business breeding horses. 
I yeah, think, absolutely. I think you should combine all of them, but what's your answer? I would say absolutely. Uh, if it makes you feel better, if you have two completely different businesses that face completely different avatars, okay. That's the biggest thing for me is who's the avatar that's seeing this content? Uh, another reason why those business profiles are so silly in most points or in most cases is because the 300 people that follow you on the business account and the thousand people that follow you on the personal account, well, the 300 that are here already exist in that thousand over here. No one just follows a real estate account. It doesn't happen. No one follows a random realtor on Instagram. They follow the person that happens to sell the homes. Mm -hmm. So I would say in that case, examine who your ideal avatar is. Are these the same people? Do they come from the same place? Do they end up always getting to interface with me or someone around me? And if you can find out that a lot of the people are the same, a lot of the vent, a lot of the behaviors and styles of those avatars and clients are the same, put in the same place. But if you're got a horse farm in Georgia and you're selling real estate out of Florida, then understood. Just know that you need to probably leverage at least partially one of those. I would say the horse side of things. If you're in a joint venture with someone else, maybe have them cover the Instagram side of things and content. And you can focus all your content on your personal page. Because I say the same exact thing when we have, like, for example, we own our own brokerage. Will, I just saw your question. So yes, we do have a social presence, but we own our own brokerage. And I have agents that are like, well, I want to start a Google My Business page because I want to get reviews for myself. I want to build my business. I want to grow. I'm like, that's fantastic. I want you to do that exact thing, but hear me out. I would rather, and you would rather at the end of the day, have your review on the Google My Business page that has 450 plus five-star reviews. Google will put you with our Google My Business page. If they search Andrea Jones, it'll come up. Law of Realty. Look at all the reviews Andrea Jones has. It'll do it for you, as opposed to having four reviews on your own profile. And it's kind of like the same thing with social media is I would rather have one action-packed, fully capable, super strong, everything all in one page than have to log in and out of different accounts to see, okay, is this for this one or is this for that one? It's funny too, because Taylor's, uh, you know how the Aaliyah's was horse breeding. Taylor's is breeding stingrays and exotic fish. How about that? It's good. Oh. Both goes back to animals. Huh. Interesting. But yeah, and, and, and share that stuff with your, with your normal audience. That's like, what I'm saying. Just share it, like share it all, throw it all so, out there. Well, so here's the follow-up is, and this is what he said is, I get nervous about chasing fish people off with real estate and real estate off with fish. And I think, I think you're overthinking it, to be honest with you, because I actually think you're going to end up, there's going to be some, some crossover of the two. And as long as you're doing it tactfully, and again, you're not overselling real estate anyway, but the whole fish and, and stingray thing, God, that's freaking fascinating. And so many people would be so drawn in and attracted to your brand. You as a human, because of that, you're missing opportunity. That's just my slightly passionate opinion. I agree with your slightly passionate opinion. Okay, good. Uh, what about, here's totally another good agree. question. We get this one a lot. It was about teams. Uh, so let us say, what if it's a team of multiple agents, say three of them, should they all just share one TikTok yep. account and upload to it? What do you recommend? No. There? Oh, so that's a good one. That's a really good one. And I've said firm yeses and firm noes to different people based off their own situation. I think right now we're seeing a, a corporate wave of people getting on TikTok and they're getting a very successful result from having one person who runs the account. Um, whether they hide behind effects and trends and never show themselves on camera, or they do, there's usually one person who's normally in charge. Can the team be involved? Sure, yes. I don't have a team account, even though I have a team. 
I do have some clients like Cassie Spears. If you want to follow her on TikTok, Cassie Spears team, they run a uh, Taylor runs their TikTok account and they're all involved. You'll see it on their Instagram too, but Taylor's in charge of it. Cassie running the team has her own personal page that she runs. She never posts on the team page. So when it comes down to that, it really depends. A, do you have the leverage to try it? And B, is it worth it? Is it worth it to have multiple TikTok accounts right now? I really don't think so. Yeah, I really don't think so. I don't think we're there. I don't think we will get there unless something changes. I think Instagram and Facebook and YouTube are like the only places where you even have that debate. Well, and if, and if you've listened to the common thread, the common message from every guest we've had today, it's all about coming. It's all about bringing value. It's all about education. It's all about them, not about you. Yeah. And so if that's what you're doing, then you should just mesh everything together. But if you're going on social and selling, then damn it. Yeah, you probably should keep it separate. You're also probably not going to have a lot of success on social because that's not yeah. it's, it's not business media for a reason. So. I got this question from someone the other day because I said pretty much the same thing. I said, if you're just going to be salesy all the time, make calls, don't make content. Yeah. And he was like, well, why would I even be on social media then if I can't sell to them? Let me say you're on the side of the road and you got a billboard. You own a billboard, just a nice little area. What can you control about the people that see that billboard? Nothing really, other than the fact that I'm guessing that they probably live near in the area. They commute down that road. It might be a 15 mile radius of the average person that's going to see that billboard. But ultimately, I can't decide much of anything about who that person is going to be, how old they are, how young they are. Are they driving a car? What kind of car are they driving? Are they on a bike? Are they on a motorcycle? Are they in a bus? Are they in an Uber? I don't know anything about these people other than possibly where they live. That is TikTok and Instagram. So that's TikTok and Instagram. It's non-consent content. I have no consent as to what that next video is going to be, what that next post is going to be. When I scroll my thumb, I have no clue what it's going to be. When I drive down the road, I have no clue what billboards are going to be up there, nor do I have a choice. All right. If I got to go there, what's the direction I'm going to go? And I might see the content on the way. And that is where people want to do all the sales. But think about it. If I went onto Google and I type something in and then I click on an ad or a link or again, excited or whatever. And I go to that site and then I give them my information. Now, if that person gives me their information, I get their phone number and name. Do I have permission to jump on the phone and have a sales facing conversation with that person? Of course. They went through three levels of consent to get to me. They had the search around the subject I wanted to be around or my SEO was targeted around. They then out of 12 to 15 options that they just stay on the first page for organic and ads, clicked mine and then got onto my site, didn't drop and entered in their information. I would say, yes, call the hell out of them and sell them until they buy or die. But with content, I'm trying to drive them to the point where they're on my site eventually, where they're comfortable enough to be on my platforms and where, they're gain- where I'm gaining their information. Facebook and Instagram are the billboards of the world. And that is where you need to be entertaining and brand presence and awareness focused, whereas Google and YouTube and sales funnels that you can run via ads on Facebook and all these different things where you actually want to sell. Well, that's more like a storefront. That's more like they're walking into your storefront. They've searched for something. They clicked on you. That's when they're in your storefront. You can walk up to them and say, hey, can I do anything to help you? But if you're just a random person at Walmart and I walk up to you, Jeff, and I'm like, hi, my name's Zach. Can I do anything to help you? <laughs> that's you'd be like, who the hell? Yeah, you'd be like, who the hell is this guy? And that's what we that do analogy. when we post. 
when we post these reels saying, I'm the number one listing agent in Dover, Delaware. Who gives a fuck? Yep. I don't know who you See, Jeff, stop shooting those videos already, dude. I, you know Talk what? <laughs> I love holding my trophies up. I don't have any to, to hold up. So I yeah, and, and of course you got to share the trophies and the awards and achievements. You can do all that, but it's just these people constantly. It's, it's the analogy I gave of the bar. Like, you're not going to walk up to some girl or guy at the bar and say, hey, you want to come home with me? My parents yeah. are there. I want you to meet them. You can be like, yo, security, <laughs> can you get this guy away from me? Yeah. Like, we all know that it's, it's just step by step build relationships, grow. But in business, for some reason, we can't understand that we can't just go get it right then. There's levels and content's no different. Yeah. I love that, man. I love that analogy too. That doesn't get talked about enough where it's like people go to social and they think it's just okay to sell. Would you walk into church and, and hold a banner up selling whatever? You're, no, you wouldn't. Would you go into Walmart? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. So stop doing it on social. I love it's that. About the, it's about the intention of the consumer, not the attention the intention of the consumer. That's how you know how you can get their attention. If you know their intention, you can get their attention. And so many people are focused on attention, attention, attention. Yeah, but what's the intention of where they're even at? You know, we have an ad that runs at our local movie theater. I think we're gonna be launching it in June. And it's focused on the fact that they're sitting in a movie theater. If I ran that ad on YouTube, it wouldn't make much sense. I love that um, line. If, if you know their inten intention, you get their you can attention. Get their yeah, if you know their intention, you can get their attention. Absolutely. Woo. I just made that up. I'm put that on uh, a shirt. I'm tweeting. I'm <laughs> tweeting that. I'm just gonna warn you right now. I'm tweeting it. Uh, I love it. Zach, who's your typical target audience? Like when you're when you're speaking, who are you speaking to? So I have two different ideal avatars. If I'm speaking to my my real estate facing audience, my consumers, buyers, sellers in Delaware, I speak to Eric. Eric's a 29 year old guy. He's been married for seven to eight, 10 years. He has one kid with another on the way. He just got into his second career. It's going to be more of his career. And he's thinking about upgrading his home. That's who I'm talking to in that regard. And that's why content's so easy because I know exactly who I'm talking to. And I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. But if someone else is like, oh, you're not for me, that's cool. You're not Eric. That makes sense. Mm. The side of the real estate side, that's a little bit more maneuvering. But when I'm speaking to realtors specifically, I'm speaking to me. What would I have wanted to hurt here when I didn't know what to do? What tactics would I have wanted to walk away with? And I also, I, I think that my mind, and when I practice and like I've been in this hotel, you can ask my boy Austin, I've, I've been practicing three different talks because I have like three different talks over this week, like 18 times. She's pissed from having to listen to them all. But the, the big thing I would say is you got to, got to, got to have an audience, a, a specific person that you're talking to. And that's what I would have wanted to have heard when I was a young realtor, because I didn't know that. But you really got to focus on one person. And then when you focus on one person, the number one answer is, or response is, well, what about everyone else? I don't want to miss on everyone else. Well, if I'm focusing on luxury sellers, I'm going to miss out on luxury buyers. Like, it's just always something. Uh, and I bring up another analogy is of, you know, what if I had a megaphone in the middle of Times Square? 2,000 people walking around for all argument's sake, let's say everyone can hear me the exact same. If I say, hey, you... I'll probably get a couple of people that look over their shoulder like, who the hell is this weirdo? Keep walking forward. No, nothing's going to happen. I say, hey, you, guy. I'll probably get some guys. That maybe maybe more now. They turn around and like, yo, what is this dude's issue? But then if I get down to, hey, Nick in the white T-shirt, there's going to be like six Nicks in a white T-shirt that are going to fully turn around and start walking toward me. Be like, who, who are you? Now, of course, in this situation, it's kind of like the person in Walmart that's walking up to you saying, can I help you? It's going to be kind of weird. It's a weird analogy. But the point is, the more specific I am with my ask and my deepness, my depth on the you, the more dramatic the reaction is going to be. 
people want to say, hey, thinking of selling? Like that, that doesn't work. Why not start off with number one? How about saying you in a more specific term? Your area, your state, your city, a neighborhood. Thinking of, how about saying, thinking of selling? How about saying, so are you starting to think about selling for the first time and the anxiety starting to creep up in you? That's an ad that I ran, did super well. Take that line. Because you know what I did? I said you, and then I talked about something they were feeling that they hadn't talked about. And that's when they're like, oh, this is creepy. Why am I seeing this? Solving pain. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. It's like, those are the things that make people say, oh, Siri must be listening to me. I was talking about how stressed I am last night. No, I'm just a very specific you. And 90% of them will say, no, that's not me. That's cool. I only want the pen. Yeah. Do you, do you practice your hooks and do you write them out and do you alternate between them or, or do you just go off the fly? I don't write hooks. I'll definitely practice hooks, especially before a TikTok video. I've gone through it before, but title and hook are the two things I'm super, super strategic about before I shoot a video is the title being what's the first thing that's going to jump out to this consumer mm -hmm. and then what's going to be their alignment with it. Like, for example, I could see an article on seven way or seven ingredients you'll need to cook the best pizza of all time. And it could be a great article. It could have been one of the best articles ever written about eating a, or creating a great pizza. But the title doesn't entice me because I don't cook. I make Pop-Tarts and waffles if I'm making food for myself or I get DoorDash. <laughs> I'm not making food. So that title helps that person. Because if I went into that article, I'm going to look at it, read one sentence, and bounce. And bouncing is terrible. Drop rates are awful. Low watch rates are awful. So I only want the people who understand what I'm about to talk about on the video. Otherwise, I just have high click-through rate with a low watch rate. And if there's any YouTubers out there, you know, that's bad. And then the hook, that is the first three seconds pretty much all culminated of what am I going to do that's going to separate myself from the video they saw above me and the video they're about to see and get them to lift their thumb off the screen and give me the time of day. Yeah. And that can be done in a plethora of ways. I don't normally write them down. I definitely study but I, I don't write them down. I'll, I'll say them a few times. One thing about me that I don't tell a ton of people, I think I, I told you last year when we were on a podcast, but I shoot every podcast or every TikTok at least twice. I'll run through the entire thing and then I'll delete it and do it again. And then hmm. sometimes I'll do it a third time. Just, and the second time is always better. Oh, every dude. single time. That's so true. Interesting. I've, I've started to do that recently and I'm like, damn, the second one is so good. Always better because you get through all the thought process in the first go around where you're thinking of why, okay, I say it this way. Okay. Then I say, then I'll line, I'll line in a joke here. And then this should be that angle. And you go through all that the first time. And then the second time it's just like, all right, let's just do it now. Like now I know what to do now. Just do it. And that's why I think it ends up being better and feeling more natural and mm. authentic mm -hmm. because now I'm not thinking as much. By that time, you've got a good hook at that point. You're like, this is the hook too, or this is how I'm going to lead. It just feels more oh, natural. Dude. Yeah, dude. And I've been 45 seconds through a minute long video said something like, oh shit, that should be the hook. Yeah. Delete and go back through it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this should be it. This is going to make people want to watch. Because I get to the end. I'm like, why would I say that at the end? I'm going to say that at the beginning. And then I'll finish it at the end. <laughs> That's true. That's true. My dude, guys. so let me ask you, man. We got to wrap up. Yeah. What, uh, what is the, where is the best place for someone to connect to you? Obviously, oh. we're on TikTok. We're talking about TikTok today, but what's the best place to connect with you? They didn't get their question answered. Where should they find Inst you? Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. And my only plug for the day 
is I run quarterly masterminds. I do have some courses. You wouldn't be interested in them. They're about Facebook ads. So nothing to do with short form content and working on some short form content stuff. But I love masterminds. I love this stuff. Question, answer, rebuttals, retorts. I love all that. So I am doing a mastermind in March. Message me on Instagram if you want to be a part of it. Um, it's 500 bucks a seat. I only do that because I want people that are actually going to be there every week and actually have some interest in it. So if you're interested, just DM me on Instagram. Say, hey, I want to be in the mastermind. Other than that, man, that's the best place to connect. I love answering questions. I love uh, seeing content. Like, so I, I would love to follow you, see what you're putting out there. You can hit me up, say, hey, what do you think about this video? Do you hate it? Do you love it? We just throw it in the trash. And I will be honest with you. Do not ask for an audit of your profile if you aren't prepared to cry. I will tell you what I love and I will also tell you what I absolutely despise. So yeah, that's really about it. Or OnlyFans. And that's about it. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Thanks for your time, Zach. We that, hey, there's there's a bunch of people on from Vegas or in Vegas that live in Vegas that are, are there right now. And they, I'm were, here. they were they were yeah, the heat, Zach is there. So you know what? Go D, go DM him on Instagram and <laughs> hey. he, he'll buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Appreciate See you, you as always. Take See you guys. Care, brother. Take care. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Agents Podcasts.